All right, welcome back to the Biblos Network. We're so glad that you have taken the time to join with us today. We trust that God is helping you, blessing you, and doing a great work where you are. We're honored that you joined us. We have so many good things to talk about. Things have been happening here in Durham, and I know they are happening where you are as well. It is an apostolic day. It is an apostolic hour. We are blessed to be apostolic people and to love the Word of God. Um, we've had great services here the last few weeks, and one of the services that we had featured the Mattoon Youth Choir. And so if you know who they are, you know that they are greatly used of God and have been for many, many years. Uh, if you don't know who they are, you're going to know who they are by the time this episode is over. Um, but I'm honored to have with us today Brother Shine Dowdy and Brother Nixon Dowdy, the, the, the pastor and one of the young leaders there at the church in Mattoon, Illinois, and they are a big reason why the choir is continuing its great ministry and legacy. Welcome to Biblos, guys. Glad to be here. Love it. Oh, man. I'm, uh, I'm starstruck. <laughs> we're big we're big fans big man we're big time big now we're big time yeah. yes we made it officially yeah yeah well you guys have played um such a role in mattoon i remember growing up hearing about the mattoon youth choir it was it was the clc youth choir mm -hmm. it was the mattoon youth choir and they were these people that were just amazing the choir robes the, the excellence the, but more than that the anointing and you guys have always fought for that and that started with I think your mom and dad is that right yes my um, my mother of course the choir started before but we've been traveling for 41 years now 41 years so generation after generation it's a generational thing but um, come from a small town uh, relatively I know there's places that are smaller than us but pretty isolated and uh, you know she she wanted to uh, give us an opportunity uh, to be used you know her 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 philosophy was you know not not the church of tomorrow the church of today and to get young people involved they want to be involved in ministry yeah not just well you got to wait till you're in your you know early 30s or late 20s mm. or whatever so immediately uh, she threw us in and and because of the background of where we were what we came to when we came to Mattoon uh, she it was her ground to, to throw principles uh, into us and uh, so a lot of a lot of long long practices that included prayer uh, our worship when we first got there if somebody stood while you sang that was considered like the ultimate service if someone just <laughs> stood up i'm serious i mean yeah. we were like man they stood tonight you know yeah. and um, but she would in the choir practice she would say things like all right right now we're going to practice the presence of the lord mm. whether the lord's here or not we're going to practice wow you know so it wasn't um, so we would start uh, worshiping and doing and and uh, uh you know praying and seeking the face of god so we, she would say, whether you feel it or not, you you practice the right. That ways. is so good. And so we would we we learned how to worship not in church, but in practice. So here's a question for you: mm -hmm. Did you find that when you practiced, that it happened? 
Oh, absolutely. Like, like it would break out because. Oh, it, it would move in there, and 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 let me say it this way. I mean, you've you've been blessed to be raised in a in a apostolic church that worshipped, and and I actually was in Chicago when we came to Mattoon. Is very dry. But they didn't have that culture. No, they didn't have that culture. And, you know, it would be, uh, you would sing the chorus, but you would never put the chorus and the verse together. You paused yeah. because they didn't want any wildfire, you know, going out. So it so was. That's, a, that's an interesting thing because in the Midwest, mm -hmm. there were people that were afraid of the Latter Rain movement. Oh, yes. And there were churches that came through such a uh, out of balance, no doctrine, just hooky spooky woo yes. woo stuff that yeah, they would divorce actually, your wife go marry this woman over here i mean stuff. just uh, just off the and, and so there was a a work a, a move to subjugate and eliminate any demonstrative worship oh yeah, oh, yeah. so we're yet learning there's nothing more intimidating to a young person to worship in a service lift your hands jump shout dance speak in tongues and turn around and see your folks yeah yeah, nothing more intimidating, and so that those practices where we would practice the presence of the Lord uh, gave us the liberty that when the transition did come into the service. So it, it it's it, it, I, I want to make sure you're, no one thinks we're orchestrating no. or uh, you know, but my mom would just say we're going to practice the presence. So if if the Lord was here. How would you respond? Would, wow. You know, if answer. the Lord was here. Yes, yes. Because they they didn't understand those connections back then. And so. It yeah. gave a familiarity. Yeah. yeah. If, it, 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 if people have a youth choir, the reason ours has last so long is uh, it's it. My mother made it a training ground. And so it, we, we train our kids how to minister, how to sing, to feel the anointing, to worship. You know, all all those kind of things. So yeah. it's, altar it's, work, altar work, yeah, altar work. Yeah, yeah. How to how to manage your money on a choir trip? Make sure you take a shower. Good and, hygiene. Good. Make hygiene. sure you buy Biblos merchandise. That's Amen. right. I mean, we got to manage this money right. I know. <laughs> we about bought you out. Like, hey, I, I came to the Biblos podcast. That's right. With that's the merch right. on, ready to go. That's great. Well, you said something last night that caught my attention. Okay. You said, and I'm, I may be, may be misquoting this, but it, it's something to this effect. You said, worship is the great revealer. Yes. And I got the, and it was a great statement. I love yeah. that because you're going to, you're going to see where a person's at by their worship. Mm -hmm. um, what was that? Because it looked like you had your hands around that. Like you have taught that and I, I, I love the statement. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, uh, when we talk about prayer, prayer and praise go together. Yeah, worship, those kind of things. But we we pray openly, so you, people want to come to our prayer meetings. But the Bible also talks about the prayer closet, mm -hmm. and so prayer sometimes. Uh, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. When 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 I talk about prayer, it it cannot be absent. It has to be there but it's done two places openly and in your closet yeah but worship everybody sees mm -hmm. and so i i think when we talk about worship being a revealer uh it I, yes i know there's people that can fake it or whatever but 
for the most part, uh, I can look out and and pick mm-hmm. they're having a problem. Yep, this is going on. Yep. Something happened before the service. So it's a, it's a revealer to me. So every service, just like I preach, repentance, water, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There's not a ser- sermon that I'm gonna. I'm I'm going to preach that does not involve worship at some point. That's so good because even in the preaching, not just the singing, uh, it's a revealer. It 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 it's like a screen opens up. Yeah, I mean if you're sensitive to it. So these churches that are dry and dead, see they don't they don't want worship when you when or or that goofy kind of yeah charismatic yeah block. strange strange fire strange fire yeah and and the reason is. You 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 see the worship is is squelched because of all the things that are lying underneath it, mm. and so uh, that's why you see guys when they when they start moving the wrong direction. It's you know make sure nobody speaks in tongues, make sure nobody you know worship. We're not extravagant. Like tamping that it down. Yeah, it's tamping it down. Well, I mean to me, it's it's covering attitudes and sins yeah, and that's problems great. and people don't make that connection. No. They they don't make that connection between what's under the surface. But I would just say this, and then of course we quote this all the time: God inhabits the praises of Israel, or we say His, his people. people. Yeah. You know, God inhabits the praises of His people. Well, when God shows up, everything's revealed. So that's what gets God there. So mm. if I don't want God, you know, inspecting my trouble. Yeah. my problems i better not worship which is ridiculous because god's everywhere and sees everything but, <laughs> but worship's a revealer it, it it reveals everything so well we were always taught that the tabernacle of david was a an experience you know david never built a tabernacle he collected the materials for the tabernacle that solomon built right but the Bible specifically references in the New Testament the tabernacle of David. And, and some of the Old Testament prophets described having a key to the house of David. Mm. And one of the keys we were taught was worship. One of the defining traits of David was worship. It was demonstrative worship. Yes. And there's a reason why he's the man, the man after God's own heart, um, why God loves him, why God sets David, his servant David, on the throne forever, which is through Jesus Christ. And worship is one of those key things. To resist that is to resist the Davidic covenant. And people don't realize, even when you practice it, as you use the word practice, Mm -hmm. if you'll begin to emote and connect the body to the spirit, if you'll just begin that, I, I have actually seen the Holy Ghost fall on people when they just started talking out loud I was tell, I had a Bible study with a young lady one time. She said, I don't know how to worship. How, what, how do I worship? <laughs> I said, well, let's do this. I said, just start saying Jesus with me. Jesus. Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Yes. And, and I said, could you say I love you, Jesus? And she said, well, I think I could do that. And she came from a Catholic background. It was, it was incense. It was a lot of um, ritualistic worship. So she began to vocalize this. I am telling you, 20 seconds in, I saw her brow furrow, and she said, oh, I felt that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so we sing songs like he's as close as the mention of his name. Yes. Uh, something about the name Jesus. I said, listen, and I told her that. Well, there's power when you begin to emote that you are taking the key, you're opening the door, and you're going into the tabernacle of David. Yeah. And um, that's what we do. That's what apostolics do. So on that line of thinking, you know, we, we preach so much about David coming in to Jerusalem with the ark. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that he danced before the Lord with all his might. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I believe he did do that. Yeah. And then Michael is sitting in the window. This is where it goes back to worship being a revealer. Yeah. Notice, notice what scripture says of her. It says, and Michael, Saul's daughter. Saul's daughter. Not David's wife. Yeah, that's, I've seen that, yeah. So you, you probably talked about that, but then what, what, why I think worship is important because it revealed her character and who she was. You know, David, David did some wrong things, but his worship was always right. Mm -hmm. Saul did that's, some right things, good, but his worship was always wrong. It was always wrong. Yeah. 13, 15, you know, wherever, I mean, Saul's worship was right. so who did God elevate and keep? Not the guy that was perfect because we know David wasn't perfect, but he yeah. was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. God said, I can work with that. Yeah. That's a man after my own heart. So, what about Michael? You know, I've heard pre many things preached, you know, because the scripture says she was barren. Mm -hmm. And many people say that David didn't go in under her or whatever. Mm -hmm. But my view is of that, and worship being a revealer, is the fact that she was barren. Now remember, she was married to David, no children. Mm -hmm. Then she was married to another man, mm -hmm. no children. Now she's back with David, no children. God always used barren women to bring forth the seed he of did. promise. He sure did. So I could go down the list, Hannah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, Rachel, Rachel, yeah. Rebecca. You know, you Rebecca, all those, you know, give me children lest I died. Could it have been that God was setting Michael up for greatness? Oh, wow, that's good. Not that David, but because she was barren for a long time, yeah. two different husbands. Could it have been that God was setting her up for greatness that out of her belly out of her womb yeah. was going to come great revival in the Messiah. Mm -hmm. God always used barren women, but he said, look, you, you know, worship just revealed who you really are. Yeah. You're not David's wife. Wow. You're Saul's daughter. You're Saul's daughter. So anyways, That's, I don't know if that, that we, we could, I mean, we could have about five episodes out of this right here, man. <laughs> um, I have always wondered if that barrenness mm -hmm. was a precursor to the new birth. Because it was a miracle when Isaac was conceived. Oh, yeah. And God was giving us a little wink towards this will not be by your power. It <laughs> yeah. will be by divine interaction. Yes. And so you're barren. Yeah. It will be by my hand it happened. And, and when you get to John chapter 1, it says it will not be by blood. It will not be by the will of man, but it will be by the Spirit of God. Yes. And so <laughs> that is a nod to the new birth. Yes. And, and the incredulity of Sarah going, no way, no way. And yeah. Hagar mocking, that's the world mocking us. That's the modern skepticism that we face. Um, oh, but Isaiah said, with stammering lips and another tongue, he'll speak. Mm -hmm. And it'll be the rest, it'll be the refreshing. And then he tacks on that Hagar, Sarah, unbelief at the end of it, yet they would not hear. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that, the modern skepticism we face of, oh, that's just emotionalism, you can't do that. That is the mockery that fights the new birth. But God said, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> you watch me when yeah. I get done. <laughs> right. That's amazing.
Well, so, Brother Nixon, you are now coming in. You, you, you carried this from your mother, your father, and you did this for many years, Brother Dowdy. Now, here you are. You're the, sure. you're the third generation here, and you're coming along, and you guys did a great job last night. Thank you. Um, you're coming into this from a third generation, third generation perspective. What is your take on not only following such great grandparents, but such great parents that have continued this legacy? And here you're, t- you're in 2023 now. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, when I was younger, it was a little intimidating. Um, cause you know, you just have the idea of people always tell me, Hey, don't mess it up, you know, <laughs> which was always kind. And that was nice. Uh, but I don't know. It was, it's, it's been interesting nonetheless because you have the I heard somebody say this one time and and maybe I'm this could it's maybe a little naive for me to say this as somebody that is fifth generation uh Pentecost and the, the third generation and the iteration of the Manton Youth Choir but I heard somebody say it this way sometimes it can be a little more difficult to maintain than a choir and sometimes when you're fighting for your life and you're fighting all of those battles and it's it's you're you're making all of these um big declarations and separations and things like that it's everybody's able to get on board and and do this but then as time goes on and the ability to maintain and make sure that everybody's remaining hungry and and things like that it's it's been a little different um this is my third choir tour of um directing it and trying to help with the day-to-day operations of it and uh it, I can I can honestly say it's 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 been easy in some places because a lot of the the hard work the the early on battles were fought but making sure those kids show up for Friday night prayer meetings in June leading up to it and making sure everybody's fasting on the same day and yep. uh, for me that's that's been a little difficult now that's peanuts compared to some of the the fights that they fought and can. Um, from a perspective of holiness and, and worship and, and where everything came from. But it's, um, I would say it has its own challenges, but um, it's definitely been a blessing. I, I don't know what it is to, to have a, a bunch of blood on my hands of going to war, things like that. But um, it's it's been a blessing nonetheless. I, 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 I tell people all the time and I get teased for it, but my my grandfather, so Bishop Dowdy, his, his parents were trapeze artists. So I... I remember that now that you say that. So I, every once in a while, I've got to remind myself that I'm, I'm just a generation or two removed from being a carny. <laughs> and so I got to, I got to remember that I, yeah, I've got it pretty man. good. And, yeah. and there, there was a generation that, that fought for a lot. And if I'm not able to help maintain this and continue it and not look for new ideas and, and new ways to try things or a progressive outlook, but remembering that it was, that it was, there was a study I read from a psychologist and there was there was a principle that they teach and it's cut flower ethics. And the idea of cut flower ethics is that if you, um, you cut a flower or something away from the thing that made it what it was, mm-hmm. it will die. Mm-hmm. It may take a day, it may take a couple of weeks, it may even take a, a few years, it'll die. And the thing that I try and get our kids to understand is that if we start pulling away from the things that made generations before us successful, we may be able to hold on to it for a little bit, but eventually we're yeah. going to die. Oh, well, well said. Uh, one of the one of the traits has been obviously worship that has defined Matu, but another one has been holiness, and that is a message that has been resisted more and more in a 
pleasure-seeking, assimilating, uh, spiritually deteriorating world, there's this desire by some to want to be like the world. That's always been God's people's downfall is to look covetously over the line and say, wouldn't it be nice if we were like the Moabites and the Ammonites? And wouldn't it be nice if we could finally be accepted by the in crowd, not knowing that we are supposed to be the peculiar people. Um, Balaam says to Balak, the people shall dwell alone and they will be God's heritage. He said, I saw Israel camped out as two young kids down in the valley. And how can I curse what God has blessed? And yeah. I embrace that. And it makes such a difference. And I know you guys do. I could see it last night in the young people. They are, they're prayerful. Uh, yeah, they're not perfect. We're not perfect. But they are Far seeking the face of God. And holiness is a defining trait of anybody that is going to not only survive, but thrive in this environment that we live in today. So we were talking last night and you got me going, brother daddy, you got to talking about some holiness dynamics. And we got into Deuteronomy 22, five, the man shall not wear that which pertains to a woman, neither shall a, a woman put on man's garment for all that do so are abomination to the Lord thy God. But then you went to the walls, man. You, you started talking <laughs> about walls and in that portion of scripture, it begins to talk about, balconies and yes. putting up wall and people divorce that from Deuteronomy 22 5 they, they, they get this weird balcony verse in the middle of Deuteronomy that didn't apply to us today right but it does it does it's a wall tell us about the balconies and the walls and how it applies to Deuteronomy 22 well so there is we know that there is a an idea that the church only wants justification these days and not sanctification. Mm. That justification and sanctification run together. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so uh, I had many people in my church, of course, we, we see a falling away from these holiness things. And, and uh, let me go back just to Balaam for a second. Now, how remember Balak's men come to him right? And they offer him the rewards of divination. Yes. First of all, you better look at what the rewards are. Mm. I've never backslid because uh, I watched too many people walk to my dad's altars that were a mess. I already yeah. saw the reward of sin. Yeah. It's death. It's death. Death to your home, death to your marriage, death wages, to death, death. So he's offered the rewards of divination and Balaam sends them away. What was the key for them to come back? Balak had to know something mm -hmm. that Balaam said that would bring him back. Yeah. Here's what Balaam says. The Lord refuseth me to go instead of I mm. refuse to go. That's good. So we'll holiness is in the same ballpark. Eventually, you got to get it for yourself. You got to get it for yourself. So the Lord's saying it, yes, but I'm making the decision. I'm not. I'm not going that way. Mm. I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not compromising. So, so I had, I had several people because people are not making the stand that, Hey, I, I refuse to go the way of the world. The Lord already said it. it's in this book. We know it. And, uh, so they asked me, why do people, when they lose holiness, why do they lose the truth? Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Blood, water, spirit. Yep. Repentance, water, baptism, Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And so why, why do they lose that? And uh, I know there will be some that watch this podcast and will say, well, wait a minute now. I know people that don't have holiness that believe that. Maybe one generation, but hybrids don't reproduce. They don't reproduce. Woo. So, so that's why that's why the horse was not supposed to breed with a donkey. That's right. Because mules can't have babies. No, they can't have babies. So mm, that'll preach. You know, <laughs> I think I've heard it. <laughs> so, so they, they they don't reproduce. So eventually, you'll you'll look and you'll see the next generation of ministry coming out of that. Pretty soon, there's Trinitarians in their pulpit. Yeah. There's all this kind of stuff. That's happening. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, and they're all connected. They're you know, I mean, it's so far out there. But so these these kind of things were happening, and I could delve into so much stuff right now. But the way the so they asked me, they said, "Can you talk about this?" And so I said, "Okay, I'm going to do a series." And I, be, of course, you know, we go to the final authority, the Word of God, and the Lord began to speak to me about something I call temples and walls temples and walls temples and walls mm, so mm, the mm. book the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah uh, we know this that up until a thousand years ago we didn't have chapters and verses right. and all those things but right. because people wanted to make this Bible Ezra and Nehemiah were one book not two books that's something people don't know yes they, they were, were one book they were one book they were never meant to be separated Wow and so they separate it, and one is about the temple, and that's the book of Ezra. That's redemption. About, yeah, it's, it's rebuilding the temple. It's you know, it's uh, it's where our worship is. It's where salvific. Uh, yeah, salvific. Sal, it's a good word. So, <laughs> yeah, million dollar words. Yeah. So, you you've got this this temple that's being built that covers everything as far as being. Uh, apostolic with blood, water, spirit, worship, prayer, all those things are taking place in the temple. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what happened is they separated the books, which the book of Nehemiah is about walls. It's all about walls. Yes. Nehemiah says, if we don't have walls, we're reproached. So these are to, to tie together, not be separated. Mm, mm, mm. That, that, that right there, just that statement, the redemption has to be tied to the walls. If not, Jerusalem will fall. Right. Absolutely. So, and nothing sacred can be kept. Mm, mm, mm. So notice, notice, if you will, there is some resistance to Ezra building the temple, rebuilding yeah. the temple. Yeah, there's some resistance there, but nothing like the wall. Sanballat and Tobiah come against Nehemiah. Yeah. They actually say, "Come down off that wall." Bro okay. Did you know that they were? They, well, I know you know this. They were offspring from previous priest generations. They were backslidden preachers' kids. They were backslidden preachers' kids. Absolutely. <laughs> I could go into I could go into the prophets of Baal on that. Oh but, man! But we, we, I, I don't want to digress. Yeah. But so the the fight is there to the the point where. Nehemiah looks at the people that are building the walls and he says, you got to fight for your brethren, your wives, your sons, and your daughters. Wow. That's how important it was. He said, if we don't have walls, 
were a reproach. Wow. And so they began to build the walls, which is where the where it, it's mocking, it's 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 compromise. Hey, let's let's do this, and uh, you know we'll we'll all we'll all get along. Which goes to my thing right now. There's a big deal about unity going on. Yeah, yeah. And and all this stuff. And we talked a little bit about that last night. Yeah. And I tell people if I hear one more message on unity, I'm going to puke. Yeah. Because the unity thing is about compromise and consensus yeah let's 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 just all kind of have some i know there's going to be little differences but we're talking about big yeah. differences within the body of christ mm -hmm. yes unity yes it's behold how good and how pleasant it is yes but they were forbidden to be in unity with the tribes around them absolutely separation is light separating from darkness, water, dry land separating from water. It's part of the creative process. So Sam Bile and Tobiah, just the the point you were making, they were saying, Hey, we're back, we're we're preachers, kids. Yeah. That's so <laughs> we've had generations. Let's 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 get along this. Yeah, I don't stop see, building that wall. Yeah, stop building that wall. So how does God bring unity? It goes back we were talking a little bit about this last night. God's way of doing unity is he cuts off the bad part and then yeah. he has perfect unity yeah so when they were worshiping the golden calf which yeah. they said hey it's a feast of the lord they're trying to mix the two mix. that was baal worship that was baal worship that's it so they were trying to mix it so how did the lord bring unity back to israel he just cut off so Korah is eliminated yes all, yeah. yeah all, all you know who's on Korah the Korah was a backslidden preacher's kid well there you go <laughs> so you well, have you have all these uh you know ideas of well we need to compromise we need to. nehemiah said i can't I can, i'm not coming down to talk with you about yeah, this yeah he said i can't come down i'm building jerusalem yes i'm 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 building the walls so how important were the walls the, the walls are not prisons they're protections so nehemiah is building the wall he's facing all kinds of you know resistance in every way, compromise, mock, make fun of. We see that people that have holiness, you know, you've got whole websites dedicated to mocking. Oh man, you know all, all this stuff. And so even even today, I'm sure there's those that's going to tune in to to see what we're talking about, and there'll be a a list of comments and yeah. But Nehemiah goes ahead and he builds the walls. Well, Isaiah later on he says he he makes a statement. He said, "Salvation is in your walls." Hmm. Very good. In other words, what he's saying is you lose the walls, you're going to lose the temple. That's it. The walls are the protection from keeping the enemy. Where, did, where does Satan want to set? He wants to set himself up in the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's his desire that's what is to be in the middle of the temple and him to be worshipped. Yeah. But the protection for the temple, the protection for the city, the protection for your family are the walls and that's why it goes back to Deuteronomy 22 when he talks about look if you build a house you got to put battlements up or walls and he said if you don't do it you're responsible for the death of others wow and I always say compromise in the apostolic world does not start behind the pulpit it starts at the threshold of your house mm -hmm. and so if you don't put the battlements up in your house you're gonna be responsible yeah for every person in your home or every guest that you have that falls off your roof and then it goes back to <laughs> it's so it, good it goes to leprosy the priest just didn't inspect the person 
Yeah. The priests went in and the, the scripture says that they inspected the walls inspected to see the if there was any leprosy and they would cut out that part where the leprosy was and they would rebuild it. And if it could not be cut out, they burned the house down. That, yes. So, <laughs> so there's a whole deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what. And you know what? I would rather God burn my house yes. down if I've got things I can't overcome. And if, it, if that's what it requires to save me, um, if, if my whole life has to be burned down, yet I and my family be saved, God, have your way in my life. That's what repentance is. Yes. Repentance is leveling everything and say, God, start over again. Build a new foundation. Build a, a godly w walk with God. Well, why does, you know, uh, you know so for, for me, even when we talked a little bit about Ezekiel 38 before we came on, you know, it's the... the the place of unwalled villages. Gog and Magog. Yes, they're going to come down. They're going to look at Jerusalem. Why? Because they they, they say they don't have any walls. Yeah. They're unwalled I will villages. go up to the land of unwalled villages yes. and I will take myself a spoil. Yes, exactly. So uh, we're getting, because of the lack of walls, we're being spoiled. Yeah. Some of our finest and our best. And nobody's talking about this. Mm. And when I say nobody, you understand yeah. the reference. We don't, we don't talk about it in our pulpits. We don't preach it from our pulpits uh i i teach holiness once a year yeah somebody said well i i don't do that out in front of people and and mm -hmm. uh, it takes know. a whole month to do it yeah so no if you if you don't do that in front of people you will compromise yeah well they live it every day in front of people yeah so they're living it every day yeah hopefully yeah and so they're they're walking out in the world with it. Why am I why am I afraid to talk about it? Absolutely, open. It's the beauty of holiness. It's the beauty of holiness. I, I love the walls that God places. When Jesus describes His vineyard in the New Testament, He said, He said that He built a tower, and He digged a wine press, mm. which is that is Jesus' name, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. That's the tower. And the wine press is the Holy Ghost. That's where the grapes are pressed and mm. the wine is made. But then he said, I put a wall around it. Uh, yes. Mm. And that is a Acts 2.38 church. Absolutely. And, and in Isaiah 6, when, when, when the wicked would come in and destroy the heritage, it was uh, 3, 4, 5, and 6. As Isaiah began the woes, the first thing he said was before they got to the tower and before they got to the wine press, they tore down the walls. Yeah. It was the first thing yes. that God saw happen. Well, it, it's the line of defense. So what I always say is, I, and, and look, everything is tested. Every, every holiness principle is tested over time. And we're seeing even things that have, have been familiar to us. So it's the things that are on the edge, the principles more than the lines. The lines eventually get attacked. But uh, people are always going to push on on those levels of attack and so what i tell people is say well i don't really think it's that important i said look i'm going to draw the line where i'm comfortable and i'm going to fight there because what will happen is you ask me to give this up today yeah. what are you going to ask me to give up tomorrow that, because because it never stops so you're going to ask me to give that up tomorrow and your children who you have raised in tomorrow that will be their line yes so you, they're not going to compromise from the point. It never stops. It never stops. So I take off one layer of the wall. Then I take off another layer of the wall. Then I take off another layer of the wall. Yeah. Till there's no wall. Do you remember what Sam Ballot and Tobias said? They said, look, he builds these walls. If a fox go up, yeah, yeah. it will knock it down. Yeah. Well, they were, yeah. 
well, they, they scorned him. They mocked him. They made fun of him. And so, you know, people, people can do what they want to do. But I, 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 I always, another statement I make is you can choose the sin, but not the consequence. Mm -hmm. you, you, you let down a wall and you see what happens. Yeah. You see what comes in. Yeah. And you can't control what walks through when, it's, when there's no wall. You don't know what's going to walk in. So I knew, I'll give you an example of that I saw in my life um, when I was younger. I knew a preacher that decided that social drinking was okay. <laughs> he said, you know, yeah. and, he, and he used the scripture. And there's a lot of progressives mm -hmm. uh, in, in the religious world that will take scriptures like, um, drink a little wine for thy stomach's sake, thy yes. often infirmities, be not drunk with wine where it is excess. Yes. And they make no distinction, you know, of, of the freshness of the vintage and, and fermented wine. The Bible forbids fermented wine. They don't dig that deep. They just take these blanket statements and, oh, no, no, social drinking's fine. Okay, I saw that. I saw a preacher do that. I knew his son. His son, was, I was close to him. Mm -hmm. When the dad would leave town, the son would bring his friends from school over, and they had beer bongs, they had kegs, they had six packs, 12 packs, they had 24 packs. They, they, it, was, it was just wickedness and, and they invited me over one day and I walk in and it was it was wicked yeah and mom and dad are gone who have this revelation and the kids just blew the wall down and just let Sodom and Gomorrah in <laughs> and I turned around I said I'm not staying I will not be a part of this and I, I walked away and I was mocked for that oh um, absolutely and I was called all kind of things holy Joe and and whatever but I have seen the generational decay that comes from that. And I've seen alcoholics born out of that. I have seen people that should be. Their, their grandparents were great pillars in the church. Yeah. That their children became, quote, unquote, un, uh, enlightened. And they, they embraced things like social drinking or, or whatever, men and women's apparel. or they, they began to blur those lines and knock down those walls. They do not serve God today. No. They are not Jesus' name today. They do not believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in tongues. They lost the tower, they lost the wine press because the enemy tore down the walls. I've seen that in my life. Well, I, I think this, it's a misconception because people will say, we are generational apostolic, but what they don't realize is I've already been, we've already been charismatic. Mm. I know all the lingo I know, I know the progression. So people don't know that you fought that. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they have no idea what we fought. So I had to get this all. This goes back to, hey, I saw it in here. I refuse to change, to shift. So I'm not some parrot that lives by some manual that some man wrote. Okay. So these things that I believe and I talk about, you know, because those things to me, if I, if, if, if I open the door, on those things, I have no idea what I'm going, what I'm going to get. So, yeah, you do the social drinking or the wine coolers that have ten percent, you know, alcohol. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 unbelievable. Except, except we forget the thing, you know, of look not on the wine when it yeah. is red and moveth itself aright. Thine eyes like, shall yeah. behold strange women; thy yes. heart shall utter perverse things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> who hath sorrow? Who hath woe? Yeah, you know, they forget all that stuff, and so. What happens is you, you know, this, this idea of, 
you know, there are things that we have to have moderation in, but there are some things that we, we just don't touch and do. Yeah, the Bible forbids it. Don't, look don't, not upon the wine when it's ready. Look, look not, don't even look at it. When it moveth itself aright yes. in the cup. Yeah, the, the intoxication. Yeah. I mean, you're making your body toxic. Yeah. And so back then, um, you know, wine may have had two or three percent yeah. alcohol in it. You had to drink tons yes. of it. That's yes. why I said in excess to to get that drunk yeah. or a, you know, as terminology buzz or whatever. Yeah. Well now, I mean, alcohol is so strong you oh. don't have to you know, that's that's it doesn't even serve the same purpose. But yeah, the, there's things like this that just begin to tear stuff down. And so every every year I'm gonna rebuild the wall a little bit. Yeah. Some areas that strengthen the wall. Yeah, strengthen the wall. And uh, so we we I stay after mm. I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna do it in a closet. So there's there's a portion of scripture in Isaiah where he says um, that we would inherit the Gentiles. Israel would inherit the Gentiles. It says that spare not, lengthen thy cords, yeah. lengthen thy cords. So this is a lengthening. We're going, we're building for growth. It says yep. you're going to break out on the right hand and on the left hand. Lengthen thy cords. So build a bigger tent. Lengthen the cords. Mm -hmm. Then it says strengthen the stakes. Yeah. You better strengthen the things holding those cords down. Yes. There's anchor points in our doctrines and in our lives that as we grow, just because we grow doesn't mean we accommodate sin. We don't become like the world. We, and here's something that, I pray, I pray that if my grandfather in Ayershin walked into my church tomorrow, he would recognize it, he would feel comfortable in it, he could step to the pulpit and lead worship just like he did back then. I, I, I hope the Apostle Paul could do that. Yeah. I hope that each generation could do that. And I am so, sorry to say that if some of the patriarchs came back, they would not be welcome. They, their grandchildren are teaching a different message and are presenting themselves in a different manner and they would turn over in their grave if they knew. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I know people can say, well, they were from a different era and they were oh, stuck man. in how, come on, man. Make me puke. Yeah. How do you think you got here? My, my, uh, my dad's older brother, and I love this, he had been backslidden for, what, 30 years? Something 30 like that. Years, and, yeah. and every time that uh, he had... You know, anytime my, my dad would just take not subtle shots to hurt him, but just, hey, we need you. We can use you. Come on, come back. Mm -hmm. And my dad would always say, you're going to recognize the church. You, it, It's going to be just like it was mm -hmm. in the 80s and the 90s, and we're, we're going to stop the same holiness. We're going to still do things the exact same way. You're going to recognize the church that you left when you come back. And after 30 years, just a few years ago, he prayed back through. Wow. It's remarkable. So I hear a lot of guys that were solid in the church 20, 30 years ago, they will pray through, mm -hmm. and when they come back, they say, "This is nothing like." No, this is. not We don't same. recognize it. Yeah, yeah. We don't recognize. We don't recognize the worship. Yeah. We don't recognize the consecration. We don't recognize the holiness. And uh, I, I said, "Hey, not if you come back, but when you come back, mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna, you're gonna recognize all this. You're, you're, you know, you're gonna know you're, you're still in the right place." So, I get this a lot on my end of things, and. The times we've talked with Dowdy, I can feel it from you. I'm sure you get this on your end of things. But there are people that think I'm a mean guy. <laughs> they think I'm this, this hardline guy that's ready to attack everybody. And 
I heard, I heard a, a funny, very funny anecdote about Ezra and Nehemiah. It said that Ezra, it took him 40 years to rebuild the temple and reinstitute the culture of worship. And he cried and he prayed and he pulled his hair out. Mm-hmm. And he finally got the people to consecrate. Nehemiah, it took him 40 days because he cried and he prayed and he pulled their hair out. (laughs) (laughs) There is this wall building, standing on the wall dynamic that creates a courage. You are not. Well, where is the watchman? Where is the watchman? Where is he at? What's his position? What's his place? He's on, you gotta be on the wall. Your perspective has to be higher. And so there, there it is again. It's a wall. Yeah. I'm the watchman on the wall. I can't watch from the ground, especially as tall as I am. But yeah, this thing idea that <laughs> little little shot there from the car. Yeah. Couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't go an episode without it. Yeah, I've never seen a six foot six trapeze artist. Yeah, yeah that's right. So um but you know this this idea that that it's it's mean, uh or you know, when when do you stop and say in anything, it's enough. Yeah. Everybody has a standard somewhere. Everybody has it. Yeah. Everybody has it somewhere. So that's too much. That's that's ostentatious. That's 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 going beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, unless we're you know, you're just gonna have people, you know, like crazy, you know, you're just gonna say anything goes. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to get graphic with Mardi that. Gras, New Orleans. Yes, I mean, yeah. just, just anything goes, walk around, you know, you come to sh- church shirtless and yeah you know people people wouldn't you know i mean i think everybody has a line everybody's got a line so so when do you get mean when do you get mean? when do you get because <laughs> you're going to be it at some point because at some point you're going to be mean too yeah and so i just what i always say with that is say well you know uh, i had somebody and i gotta be careful i had somebody uh say hey you know what if you would just be a little easier on this stuff yeah you know uh I think I think we could do better, and I'd say so. Let's talk about the places that you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So these places that you can do what you want to do. I said, how many young people they have? Uh, he said they don't have any. They don't have it. I said, take a look at the first two rows that sit in our church, and there's about a hundred young people yep. jumping and praising. And yep. and I said so. Walls. So yes, I said so. I've protected them. I said, and your idea is to go and do. I said, could you do anything you want to in so-and-so's church? Oh, yes, absolutely. I said, how many young people they got? I said, them, I said, you're, you're not going to paint me in that corner, you know, of, of me being mean. And if I would just yeah. let down a few things, take a few sections out of the wall yeah. that, that, you know, that could be access for people to come in. Well, it's not access for new people. <laughs> what it's access for is for the enemy. Yeah. That's exactly so, it. You know, that's why I always say, uh, you know, these come as you are churches are code for leave like you came. And, uh, you know, the walls have to come up. Yeah. I mean, at some point, uh, you know, otherwise you're just, I mean, you're, you, you, you know, it's, it's going to be different. But, I, you know, call me mean all day long. Call me mean all day long. When you get to heaven, you'll be happy. You talked about, I love that you said this. It reminded me of, of another study. You talked about it gives lack of holiness just gives the enemy access have you heard the study of the zebras the biological study of the zebras trying to um because i'm I, from watching your other episodes i know you appreciate nature oh and, man and it's 
the way it testifies of yeah. his kingdom. There was a biological study done, and um, this biologist was going out to the African plain, and even though you know, zebras are black and white against this this you know brownish landscape, mm-hmm. uh, he would go and they would they would pick out you know a leader of of the herd or whatever, and they would go down to take notes. And when they would look back up, they couldn't remember which one they were studying. Disorientation. And, and so there was there was major inconsistencies yeah. in our study. So what they started doing is they went up and they they would track this herd down and they would find the one they wanted and they would either put red paint on their leg or they would mark or they would tag their ear. The predator would get it. And so what would happen was is that they would come back a week later and they could never find those ones that had been marked. And so what started happening is they put a 24-hour search on our just constant observation on these zebras. And what they were finding was that all of these predators were able mm-hmm to isolate them yep. outside of the herd. Yep. And what the study then realized is that it wasn't the weak or the infants or the elderly that these predators were going after, but they were going after the ones that were identifiable outside of the herd. Wow, 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 wow. Because anything that puts you in the category of, I think I see a mark here. I think I see something within them that doesn't allow the protection of the body. Wow. Wow. We'll kill them. Wow. 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 There's protection within the herd. There's protection within the herd. There's camouflage within the herd. There is consistency within the herd. We are a flock. That's what we are called to be. Everybody wants to stand out. Everybody wants to be the exception. That's flesh. That's a desire to be seen, to be recognized, to be celebrated. And American culture celebrates that. But in God's kingdom, we crucify flesh. We don't celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And, and that's just to go for the, the outward that we are so selfish sometimes in our holiness that it's that it's all about us. In that Within that study, they even say that, do you know that baby zebra as other animals, most of them will identify their parents by the smell. You know, everything's don't touch a baby because the, the smell will mm-hmm. be off. They'll know. Mm-hmm. But baby zebra, as as they all look alike, they're so distinct. You know, they say each zebra has a different set of stripes. Mm-hmm. Baby zebras still identify their parents with how they look, not by their smell. Wow. Wow. And there is such power in what you're able to see and know that I recognize this. Yeah. And that only comes through close proximity and relationship mm-hmm. well it bears it bears saying now because i need to qualify everything we're saying yes we're talking about the beauty of holiness we're talking about walls that protect the sanctity of god's presence not supposed to imprison people and hold them inside because there's going to be critics that come on here and they're going to look at this and they're going to they're going to think that it's mean-spirited there is another side where people just build walls, build walls, build walls, and build no tabernacle and build no worship. And oh, yeah. they only glory in the wall. So there's oh. another side of that that we are very aware of. It's a, it's a, it's a composite. It's, it's, it's together. You isolate one from the other. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's messy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you know, the old thing of mercy's the attraction. Truth is the... Yes. You know, the the foundation is kind of like the uh, Rachel and and Leah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So a twofold approach. Yeah, it's a two it's a twofold approach. I mean, it's that way with the church. It's that way with a marriage. You know, uh, 
Rachel's the attraction, and we wake up in the morning, we find Leah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to live with Leah, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's that, it's that whole, you know, I mean, you have to have both sides yeah. of that to to be successful. Yeah, I mean, people, people aren't going to trap me into, you know, just you know one area of this it's 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 an overall yeah it's an over uh, compassing well view. one of the great illustrations of this to me is the united states you know it's built on a judeo-christian framework mm-hmm. and they don't have the wall yet but in a sense they are a wall because they have the ocean on east and west canada has a very good uh barrier there mexico does not and there's reasons why they don't want that wall there um, and so many do want that wall there, but when there is so much blessing inside, people will illegally immigrate mm-hmm. to get to the blessing that's inside, mm-hmm. to get to the mercy, to get to the grace, to get to the the favor. Yeah. The wall is not there to keep people out. The wall is there to channel them to the gate. Yes, and make sure you enter mm-hmm. the kingdom the right way. How can you strive to enter at the straight gate if there's no wall? That's good. So going back to protections, of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to qualify any of this, but it is a protection. In other words, so let's talk about, let's talk about painting. Mm-hmm. So why, why am I not painting? If I have a daughter, why am I not painting her? Mm-hmm in kindergarten right I, I i mean i've seen kindergartners i've never seen a kindergartner a first grader my wife's first grade teacher never yeah. walked in with makeup eyeshadow eye mascara yeah you know blush yeah lipstick why because we know they're young and they're innocent and we and we want to protect them Absolutely. protect them from what mm-hmm. what do we protect i mean i'm not i mean i'm not going to go into it but what is the purpose for the painting, it's attraction. It, it, oh yeah, it's it's attraction and the wrong type of oh yeah attraction. It's sensual attraction. There's yes. no doubt. So so we won't we won't if there's nothing wrong with it. Then why why when a girl turns twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and 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 the 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 their bodies aren't revealing anyway. We talk we're just talking about the girls now. Yeah, I don't mind to talk about the boys, but what what is all those things? We're protecting yeah our daughters. And then all of a sudden, because we live in America, there's a flip. Yep. And now it's not protection, but it's it's open to everybody. Open open doors. I, we had an Amish man that, that prayed through, and he prayed through during Run Springer, which is you go and you do every kind of sin you want to do. Get yeah. it out of your system. Yeah. yeah. Their their idea is to get it out of your system. And he yeah. said the thing that I had the most problem with. He said I was protected all my life and taught these principles, and then my parents told me go, to go out. Mm-hmm. and to drink and uh, you know fornicate and do whatever mm-hmm. and he said it was it was very confusing yeah. to me about god and the things that i had learned and uh, so i think it's the same way with our children i mean eventually we throw them out you know in in the masses so we don't have most of if they're raised in a decent home for instance boys you know Women, it's their peril. Men, it's it's their actions. So we wouldn't we wouldn't want our our first grader cussing like a sailor. Yeah. But by the time they get to high school, dads thinks that's funny. We wouldn't give them a drink mm-hmm. 
at six years old. You can give your kid whatever you want to in your own house. No, yeah. he can't go and buy it or whatever. But why don't we have it? But then when they turn 21, we'll have a picture of a bar and, yeah. and we're, we're sipping it down and yeah. whatever. I mean, if those protections, so those were protections when they were young. Mm -hmm. But then when they get older, we're going we're gonna to take every bit of protection. We're yeah. going to tear down every wall. So to me, it's an overall principle. I mean, people are already doing it. They're just just trying to do it by age or process. Well, I had a, a young man that um, he began to live a double life. He would pretend to be one thing at church, but he began to pursue girls, chase girls, mm -hmm. outside of church at his job. And he thought he was, he thought he was just the smoothest <laughs> thing. He thought he was a player. Yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, And it, it was revealed, I, as a pastor, I pulled him in. I said, why are you doing this? You know better than this. You were taught better than this. And, well, you know, it's, it's, you gotta do my thing. And I said, you know, you're gonna do your thing and you're gonna find out God is not mocked. Yeah. And I, I dealt with him. Well, he, he ignored what I said. Years later, he comes back. He had gotten a girl pregnant out of wedlock um, and he was trying to straighten it. He was trying to make it right. He wanted to get biblical principle after he had lived in fornication. And you know, God can restore people if they will repent. I, we, we believe that, we know yeah. that. But he had a little girl and he said, I, I don't want her painting herself and I, I don't want her wearing revealing clothing. Yeah. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to don't hate the player, hate the game? Yeah, yeah brother. And I, why, why you want to be, why do you want to build walls now? Yes. No, you, you hate those walls. You, yeah. you want to fornicate with every girl that's out there. Why do you want it now for your daughter? Right. And he, he looked at me. He said, well, I, I said, you're afraid she's going to meet you. Mm. <laughs> you're going to look in the eyes of a predator that's coming after someone that is precious. And he, he, he broke down and he actually repented. Yeah. And, and serve the Lord. Um, but but the fornicator thinks he is getting away with something because he lives in secret. He says, aha, no, I seeth me. He does it under the cover of darkness. Oh, no, no, no. You're breaking down walls that will come back later and the enemy will overrun them and it will, it'll, he will, they will leave you destitute. Oh, you, you know, we have story after story. I mean, I, I look at people that walk away from the church and then they they get a spouse outside of the church and then trouble comes yeah in their marriage where do they show up mm. they show up back at the church all of a sudden they don't want their wife wearing that revealing thing because yeah. maybe she's gotten the wrong kind of attention absolutely and so all of a sudden now they've become very protective yeah. or now they're a hardliner or, or, the, or the girl doesn't <laughs> want the the guy to go out and drink at the bars and so yeah. they come to the church saying hey help me put these walls the very walls you know you tore down now yeah. you're trying to rebuild because you you see the other side the consequence yeah. of having no walls mm. and so then that and it's foreign to yeah to the person the poor in. person is like what what, what, what kind of a yeah, weirdo what, cult is this yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it, it reminds me of a something i heard you preach one time but you said a goat looks at a fence as a barrier to be run down yeah but the sheep looks at a fence as a barrier to keep the enemy out that's exactly it God help us to understand that principle. It's walls, man. Walls. So, well, guys, we we could probably run this thing into the Old Testament, New Testament, upside it down. It needs to down. be edited. <laughs> <laughs>
just crop me out. That's I think that's the hey. We just let the there are people that need to know about these walls, and just because we have walls does not mean we don't have revival. Our church is exploding with revival. Yeah, we saw that last night, and you guys are yeah. where you are the the blessing of God and the favor of God, and you can live holy, and Jerusalem will explode. It's a promise. Oh yeah, it's a promise. It is a promise. It all works hand in hand. You can't have one without the other, mm. and uh, so. We're we're just gonna we're gonna keep doing what we're doing, yeah. Regardless of what everybody else does, regardless of what you know, organization you're with, uh, yeah. For us, I am who I am, and I'm not gonna try to be something else. So. Well, that's it, guys. Well, we're excited about what Matuna's is doing. We're gonna be praying for you. Thank you throughout the rest of your tour. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for coming to Durham. And, and and thank you for being a blessing to us. Thanks for having us. Amen. Absolutely. And those of you that have watched this, I hope this is a blessing to you. Take this, build the tower, build the wine press, and build the walls. Nehemiah, Ezra, one book. Let's build the kingdom of God. Until next time, God bless you, God keep you, and God cause his face to shine upon you. <laughs>